Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture box office report for Thursday, May the 24th. We are at our Thursday home of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, the Alamo Draft House in Springfield, Missouri. I am, as always, Joey Mills with GeekDad.com. We got a couple uh, new faces to the Thursday show here, so we'll kind of go around. We've got all as joining us as usual. Kenny Wright with Upscale Edge. Ooh, you made the transition finally. I have made the transition. Upscale Edge. To the other business. There you go. And next to him, joining us for the first time on Thursday is... Odin with Upscale Edge. Odin's also a little upscale. And joining us for the first time, sitting in for Jennifer, who can't be with us today. Our thoughts are definitely with her today. We've got... David Mann. I am the creative coordinator here at the Alamo Draft House. It's funny to me how there's so many titles and they all basically do the same job. There's creative sound, director, creative manager, sounds creative fancy. Coordinator. It yeah. sounds real fancy. So what is it that you do here? I'm an assistant to Jennifer. <laughs> there you go. So, so whatever uh, she says you but do. But I have do. this lovely title. It makes me feel so good. I also uh, work as a projectionist, so uh, I make oh. the movies go. Nice. nice. Very good. So, Kenny, I want to get with you before we're done. After last week's conversation about all the fun stuff that uh, you guys put together before uh, the show starts. I loved it. <laughs> we came and uh, he he's never seen Clerks before. Oh yeah. So I wanted in, I wanted to bring him. So we watched Clerks and the stuff that went on before. I I went on for probably <laughs> ten fifteen. I've minutes heard about, about this like every day, every day we meet since then. Yeah, and <laughs> all the I snippets and clips beforehand. Yeah, that, yeah, that's amazing. I was like, uh, I was telling the gentleman that was asking for our order and stuff like that. I was like. I love Clerks, but I could honestly forego Clerks and watch another hour and a half of this. I was <laughs> like, this was amazing. All uh, the different, like the Japanese RoboCop commercial. Oh, and yeah. The girls that uh, I was telling him, I was like. <laughs> the old retirees. The, the, the commercials that had the the women in it that were selling or promoting whatever was like the women that were kidnapped for sex trafficking but aged out of that and now they're doing the uh, commercials commercials. and when they say something they smile and look off camera like did i do good do i get to eat there's like gun pointed at them (laughs) yeah exactly Exactly. but we we loved them i was like my favorites are always the asian game shows we uh, pepper those in throughout all of our shows typically there's at least one there's a wonderful pizza tossing one it was from house to house and they had to throw a pizza into a microwave uh-huh. and it goes on for 10 minutes and i've never been more enthralled in my life <laughs> the most exciting 10 minutes of nothing in your life oh they're amazing i told her i was like i don't know if you guys got that on a dvd but you should put that at the counter to sell because college kids would eat it up yeah i know we, i would have when i was younger yeah so. that's what we told her if you ever want to do a midnight screening of just those clips you let us know we'll come host it for you because we could sell that thing out it's oh yeah do like a youtube live where we just show clips <laughs> there you go yeah, yeah. exactly but it's got to be that kind of stuff because that was amazing. <laughs> no, they're very sporadic. We have a guy in uh, Austin, Texas, who makes our pre-shows for us named yeah. Layered. And uh, like every week, he puts out new content and all these clips. He puts <laughs> together like 30 minutes of them. Like a solo, it has a new 30-minute clip of like all these different little <laughs> funny and silly and irreverent. Uh, oh, yeah. It was, it was amazing. I could not... I, you all you wanted to watch what was going on, but you were really anticipating the next thing that was coming because you knew it was going to be just as good, if not better. That's funny. I loved it. Oh, yeah, loved it. I loved it too. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> all right, well, let's jump into a few headlines this week. Uh, number one, new number one at the box office with Deadpool Two, two not Deadpool Two, 
Deadpool 2 taking the top spot. Uh, the sequel took in roughly $125.5 million domestically, more than $301 million globally in its debut. I think I saw some, you know, they always have the funny stats that they're tracking. So, like, it had the biggest Tuesday of an R-rated movie, you know, something goofy like that. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, regardless of how you slice it, uh, big movie. Uh, took over the number one spot from Avengers Infinity War, which we kind of had a feeling it would. I know you saw it, and you saw it. Have you, You've seen it. Yes. So without getting too spoilery, uh, we've, I've heard Kenny and Odin's thoughts. We talked about it a little bit last Saturday. Kind of give us your take on uh, Deadpool 2. I loved it. Now, uh, I think I liked it a lot, m- a lot more than the first one. I enjoyed the first one quite a bit. Uh, having said that, I think this one was far more structured and that's kind of tough for a movie that breaks the fourth wall so frequently. Right. And uh, I found myself, like, emotionally engaged. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like I didn't expect it to be dramatic at points because he's such a ridiculous, silly character. And when someone's constantly reminding you, you're How watching a movie. Are, yeah, yeah, check this out. Uh, having those emotionally resonant moments, I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> I wasn't prepared <laughs> yeah. for this today. <laughs> Don't make me wipe my eyes in a Deadpool movie. That's funny. Because I'm sure there's a Deadpool joke in there somewhere about what he'll have you wiping before the, the movie's <laughs> over. <laughs> so yeah, everybody seems to have liked it. Everybody that's seen it, I... I mean, there are always some that don't like stuff, but uh, for the most part, it sounds like uh, it's off to a great start, off and running. Yeah, everybody. We'll see how long it keeps the number one spot with this weekend. But uh, The people that I've talked to, they were like, uh, they almost feel bad saying that they liked it more than the first one because right. they loved the first one so much. So they're like, I don't did I, I don't know if I, I liked it. I liked it I don't know if I liked it more than the first one. And I was like, it's okay, it's okay. to say if you yeah. do. You know, it's, they're, they're the same basic you know characters but it is a different movie you right. can like it a little more if you want or so. like or like it the same but differently you yeah know? exactly Kinda like when you have kids you tell them that you like them the same even though they're different <laughs> the domino was such a great addition like of all the things that were new and unique oh, yeah. the idea of a character that's just lucky and everything just, just working out just <laughs> falls right into place. I think that was a, a hilarious character to use well this for me I, I love the CGI of uh, the the characters well, can't say a lot because I don't want to spoil it for anybody. <laughs> but give it another but week you and then you can the, spoil it. Oh, absolutely! And I thought it was. I mean, they look great. So, and I was just like, "Yeah, your guys are getting that CGI, you know." As opposed to, I compare it to like Steppenwolf. Uh, yeah, Steppenwolf. <laughs> you know? Yuck! So you know that's like night and day. Yeah. I mean, so. I'm, I was pretty impressed with that, so I'm excited to see. We talked about Spider-Man. I would like to see a Rhino character now that they they can Kinda do the CGI. Yeah, going that have direction. that Rhino big, burly. You know, I, I think that'd be cool. So we'll see what happens. Uh, rounding out the top five last week, we talked about it. Uh, Avengers: Infinity War took in another almost thirty million, twenty nine and a half million. Holding on to that number two spot. We'll see how long it stays at number two with this week as well. Uh, Book Club, in its debut, came in with $13.6 million. So apparently somebody's still into that Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. Yeah. Because that's basically what that movie's based off All of. the mommies are getting out and seeing some I guess that movies. Let everybody else go see Deadpool. They went and saw Book Club. Uh, Life of the Party brought in another $7.6 million and breaking in with another $6.8 million. So those two... Hold their position. They just slid down a little bit in the top five. That's uh, kind of what we 
thought too like it wouldn't be breakout big money makers but right. they're just going to they're going to trudge along for the next few weeks raking in another yeah stay in know, the top 10 just yep. keep sliding down as new stuff comes nice out nice little counter programming yeah absolutely. absolutely yeah because yeah there are people that don't want to see you know superheroes or star wars on screen and they have yeah. choices uh, I mean, I, I honestly... <laughs> that's not us. I had, <laughs> if I had a little bit of extra change to spend, I would probably go, go see, see Life of the Party, too. Life of the Party? I'd go see Breaking In before I'd but see I, Life of the Party. But. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I would probably go see Life of the Party, but I would really go see Breaking In first. I'm still waiting to see Book Club. I'm so excited for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll bet you yeah, are. Yeah. That Check one. out Richard Dreyfus in a movie. I miss him. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Especially if it's... <laughs> yeah, anyway, we'll go. <laughs> we'll just move on. This isn't about book club. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of funny, though, to see the, you know, the Deadpool making 125 and then Avengers just making that little old 29. Keep plugging along, bringing another 20, 25 yeah. million every well, couple weeks. Well, compared and... to when it came out, it made that crazy money oh, and everybody yeah. else was like so far down, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's just plugging along. But and like hey, we said, there, it's going to be a day or two before they bring it out on home video. It's what, August, I think, July for streaming, August for the yeah, DVD. Nothing wrong so. with 29 million. Yeah, they keep it, keep it just <laughs> plugging along yeah. all yeah. summer long. They're so it. close to 2 billion worldwide. Might as well, yeah. They'll get there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, oh yeah. Speaking of, uh, the Avengers 4 plot synopsis has been released by uh, License Global, which is the magazine that the industry uses to begin selling the rights to licensees for making Funko Pops or action figures or T-shirts or whatever. Uh, here has, here's what we have. Uh, the official synopsis of Avengers 4 reads... A culmination of 22 interconnected films, the fourth installment of the Avengers saga will draw audiences to witness the turning point of this epic journey. Our beloved heroes will truly understand how fragile this reality is and the sacrifices that must be made to uphold it. So really tells us nothing other than somebody's going to die <laughs> or yeah. multiple somebodies whose contracts are at the end, uh, up at the end of Avengers 4. Um, but yeah, yeah so I still like our thing of uh, Tony Stark and... Uh, Captain America together holding <laughs> hands, hands, yeah. hands into the glove together. <laughs> really centrally. <laughs> <laughs> it ties back to your Fifty Shades, <laughs> 50 shades of uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Yes, they'll have to put their hand in together since they have such tiny hands. That's why they're not telling the, the title of Avengers 4 because it's called the ultimate bromance. <laughs> Who's going to be the big spoon in that <laughs> scenario? Shared oh, love. Clear, <laughs> clearly Captain America's got that. He's going to be the big he's spoon. Big, oh, yeah. Robert, Robert Downey Jr., he's a, he's a snuggler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we touched on it, but word is that Jake Gyllenhaal is in the running for the part of Mysterio in the next Spider-Man film, uh, which would be the sequel to Spider-Man Homecoming, assuming that Avengers Infinity whatever something for brings Spider-Man back because, you know, he's supposed to be dead still. <laughs> wink, wink, dead. nudge, nudge. Is it long enough to say that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're out. We've, <laughs> okay, we, good. We, we broke embargo, what, after two weeks. We awesome. gave it by two weeks to go see it. So Yeah, yeah. yeah if you um, didn't get your ass out and see it in two weeks. <laughs> if you so haven't sorry. seen it, yeah. If you've stayed off of social media and haven't seen it after a month, why? Uh, but Michael Keaton will return. Uh, and again, we assume that Tom Holland will be back as Spider-Man, I guess. That's not set in stone until next year when Avengers 4 comes out and they bring Spider-Man back. But uh, You know, I, when we were talking about Mysterio coming on, uh -huh. he was a character. That I didn't mind him. It's not like I didn't like him or anything. Right. But He's not a I major. I was like, do I want to see Mysterio? But then you want to see Jake Gyllenhaal in a fishbowl? But I said that about Michael Keaton being the vulture, you know. I was like, I have no, I hated that character. The vulture? I, yeah. yeah. I absolutely hated that character as a kid 
but he made me love that character in that movie. Oh, yeah, Michael Keaton. So, yeah, he, his performance was above and beyond what anybody, I think, expected, even whoever cast him in that role. He, he oh, knocked it out of the park. Just a wonderful Birdman in general. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you wonder, <laughs> we joke about it, but you wonder how much Birdman put him on the radar for Vulture. Yeah, he does look like a bird, doesn't he? <laughs> He's actually pretty good at playing a bitter, <laughs> jaded, yeah. Did you see? He did a commencement speech somewhere recently, and I saw he ended it uh, with "I am Batman." Of course, (laughs) that's funny, and that's sad because there is a generation right now that just knows like Ben Affleck as Batman. They don't realize that (laughs) Michael Keaton is a much better Batman, and those are much better Batman films. Responsible parents will show their kids. I think. Yeah, I think we have a duty to the generation to. uh, Some crazy old man thinks he's Batman. We, I don't know what is this about. And they're like, "Who was it?" They're like Michael Keaton or something. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. You wonder because some of those kids in that that graduated from college, they're what twenty two. Batman came out in eighty nine. Some of the yeah, they were too young to see it in a theater for sure. And some of them may not even know what, what he's talking about. But hopefully they. They know enough that they go back and watch at least try to watch some of those yeah. old. I don't know. But Jake Gyllenhaal is a guy who has come on as an actor. I mean, when he was younger, it was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, he's acting. That's cute. But he's actually <laughs> shown his chops over there. I mean, he's grown as an actor, over the, especially over the last few years. So it looks like they're to the point where they're starting to put real actors into some of these, you know, action, you know, flicks. I, and, I you know. Obviously, Iron Man started it by casting Robert Downey Jr., but the pedigree that they're casting for these, you know, it's no longer, uh, well, I don't want to touch the comic book stuff. Now it's like, I get paid how much? <laughs> and they're going to give me a real meaty part? Uh, absolutely, I'll do that. So, Yeah, and it's, that kind of, again, going back to Michael Keaton doing that, I'm a big person, as I say on this show all the time, I'm sick of them thinking, I've got to get a big-name actor to play this part or this show will flop you know but michael keaton in that role changed my mind it's like he was perfect for that yeah i mean he did you know maybe he's not so like a list like if they would have put clooney in the part or something like that you know i would have been like oh god you know but but i've always liked michael keaton something i don't know i think that's part of it yeah but with the jake gyllenhaal i mean maybe he can bring something that mysterio character that'd be pretty cool i don't know yeah, I don't know. We'll find out, uh, we'll assuming he gets locked in on that. Uh, and assuming there is a Spider-Man sequel because, you know, he's dead still. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Or something. Speaking of, uh, we talked a little bit about the licensing piece. Uh, lots of logos, images, posters, and stuff coming out of the licensing expo this week. We got a look at the Aquaman and Shazam costumes from those upcoming DC films. Exciting. And they look like Aquaman and Shazam costumes <laughs> should, so... Nothing new there. There's a new font for the Wonder Woman sequel, which is sad that we're down Ooh. to that point where we're analyzing the font of these <laughs> things. But, uh, you know, I guess if you're licensing, you got to have it look right. Uh, and a lot of new posters that don't show you anything. Uh, posters for the Men in Black reboot, which is just a black <laughs> pair of sunglasses. Uh, posters for the uh, Dark Phoenix X-Men film, which is just a shot of space with, like, the logo on it. Uh, and then a poster for the Jumanji sequel, which will reteam the stars from last year's Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, because when they made all the money, you knew it wasn't long before they were going to be greenlighting the sequel for that one. So, wow. And again, all those uh, show you and tell you absolutely nothing about those movies, because it's way too far out. <laughs> and then we also got a, a poster and a full title for the Lego Movie sequel, which is now officially, we can confirm on this show, that it is called The Lego Movie 
the second part. <laughs> Whoa. So excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, groundbreaking, I'm sure. Uh, very. That's, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I guess Jumanji did, did make money and stuff, but I haven't seen it. Have you, guys, have you seen yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I've got it sitting at home from Netflix or it's DVD. Just, it's just fun. It's yeah. a fun movie. I uh, wasn't expecting much. Jack Black is so good in it. Like, uh, usually I would imagine him to be obnoxious in a movie. And No, not Jack Black. Oh, he, <laughs> he is so dialed into a teenage girl. It's the most believable performance that's I've the, seen. That's the part he's been waiting on was the part of a teenage girl trapped <laughs> yeah. in Jack Black's body. It's like, I know I can do it. <laughs> he was born for training. the role. Huh. <laughs> I, I mean, I wanted to see it. Just from the previews, I wanted to see it. I just never got around to... It kind of slipped away, you know. kind of I forgot about it. And yeah. Well, I think what happened was uh, we were post Baywatch pre-skyscraper <laughs> so it kind of <laughs> slid under the radar and then it uh, just yeah. trucked along yeah well speaking of Baywatch I told him <laughs> it came on Hulu and I was like everybody said it sucked but I want to watch it you know and that, it was pretty it was good it's it was alright it was fun to watch yeah. but it the saying the sequel of Jumanji reminded me at the end of it he's sitting there talking to David Hasselhoff David Hasselhoff's like I want to be in the sequel you know I want a bigger part and blah blah stuff like that and I'm like <laughs> you're getting you think a there's sequel, a sequel. <laughs> I don't think so no. but you know never They're say never that seed but uh, yeah no <laughs> Uh, also, we have some casting news. Halle Berry and Angelica Houston have joined the cast of John Wick Three. Excited! Uh, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, that's they're they're putting together. We talked about you know how they're casting real actors for some of these action roles, but uh, John Wick's kind of flown under the radar as uh. far as they've brought in some big, bigger, and bigger names over the years as they put more and more of those films together. So, Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to see the third installment of this. I love those movies. They really elevated what you can do in an action movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, and get away with and have it look plausible and the gunplay, the gun food. Yeah, I mean, it's not like some movies where you... I mean, this guy could be that good and do that kind of stuff. Or well, John Wick, you mean, not Keanu Reeves. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen Keanu yeah. do his training and stuff? Yeah. That's, yeah he's a Shooting kind of a the badass. guns and stuff. He's great. Yeah. He's pretty impressive. And then he's been doing martial arts since right. the first Matrix movie. Right. Yeah. So I, I, don't, I wouldn't mess with him. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you don't think Keanu... You, you've seen him do all this stuff, and you don't yeah. think he's... I think what it comes down to is you can... I'm trying to think of how to phrase this without being very offensive. He's a tough guy, like Keanu Reeves. I think you can train most people to do just about anything. If you gave, if you did nothing but paid them to train for months on end in order to get that three months of shooting done, how much of that they retain and make it into a life skill when they're not practicing he that again until time. the next movie? <laughs> he, he doesn't stop oh, doing yeah. it. He trains all the time. He's quick. He's yeah, efficient. He, he's, he, Keanu he, he, he's Keanu Reeves. He's Keanu Reeves. He doesn't There's training, and then there's training for a specific dance, a specific choreography. Yeah, can you, but can he you trains train? at home, though. I mean, he yeah. he doesn't just, when they say cut, he's like, I'm done doing martial arts no, in the next movie. He, but, he legit does it. So right, I mean, but as far as the specific sequences, action sequences in those films, Oh, you mean you, that everything's you, directly choreographed that he right. does. Right. If you approach him with that exact, you're the setup is, hey, remember when the bad guy did this? Absolutely. I think he could probably have the muscle memory to pull yeah. that off. They go two to the chest, one to the head. Yeah. But if you're doing approaching it differently, I don't know how much of that retains. And I know 
a lot. He does martial actually. arts, but because yeah. I, I I haven't boxed in years, but right? I'll play around and I'll pull out stuff without even thinking about it, combinations and stuff, and right. that's been a couple decades since I've boxed. Right. So, I mean, I, it's it's in there. Yeah, it's I just know. not. I, I'm not sold that uh, Keanu Reeves is a badass. Sorry, well, Keanu, we'll if you're up. listening, you I come prove us wrong. Badass. I will. I will. I will. Yeah, I will willingly <laughs> take a beating. <laughs> As sparring, if you're listening, Keanu, uh, but because I'm not sold. <laughs> is he in great shape? Absolutely. Is he quick? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just, when you say, you know, you think he could pull that off, I don't know. Moving on. Sorry, I believe Keanu. in you, Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> Director uh, Mike Darty uh, shared a shot from the upcoming Godzilla King of the Monsters film, uh, referencing slash teasing uh, King Ghidorah, which ah, is the yes. golden three-headed dragon from oh, the sweet. Godzilla films. Uh, the film, the uh, shot didn't actually show it. It was just like a slide. It looked like a like a almost like a weather radar shot of like oh, a, almost yeah. like a hurricane coming up the coast. But then it references Monster Zero, which is what the Ghidorah is referenced as in the film, so uh, interesting, uh, to say the least, teasing how that might come together in the film. Uh, the film's also going to include Mothra. We've not been told if he's going to include two little singing Asian women or not, but oh, one sure can only hope. hope. So. Now he's just going <laughs> to terrorize all the garment factories and yeah, stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all three were referenced in the post-credit scene at the end of Kong Skull Island, uh, and it's all setting up the forthcoming, the imminent Godzilla versus Kong film in 2020. So this is one where, you know, when the last Godzilla movie came out, the one in 2014, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, well, I'll wait because I went and saw Godzilla in the 90s in the theaters with Matthew Broderick. So yeah. I was cool with waiting till the HBO <laughs> or DVD or whatever. But You got just enough Godzilla in that movie. You were like, this no, is perfect. No, you got a giant raptor but <laughs> in, uh, the, in the 90s version. Yeah, but this one, the, the <laughs> recent... The reboot, the hey, we're gonna make a monster universe. It was surprisingly well done. It was like I loved it. it yeah, it was great. And then, then when Kong comes out, and you hear they're connecting them. It's like, oh, well, I'll go see that. And that movie was fantastic as well for what it was. Knowing you're getting a big monster movie, but I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to what they're putting together with these. Oh, you said you've seen both of them, right? I have not seen Kong. I've been meaning to. Oh, I've got it. You have to borrow it. It's great. Uh, I do. John C. Yeah. Riley's so wonderful in that movie. <laughs> He's so deadpan. Oh, <laughs> too. Yeah. oh we're all going to die. <laughs> He's just like, I don't care. He's good in everything. And I, yeah, that's another one where you talked about Deadpool. Kind of, you're like, I wasn't ready for the feels at the end of that movie as the credits are rolling and he's back home. Oh I'm yeah, like, no, you can't do this now. I'm. I'm she no. waited. Oh, and then his son's there and he's watching the ball. Oh, yeah, that's another one where you're like, I wasn't ready for this. But uh, that movie, yeah, those two are great. I'm totally, I'm, I'm all in on whatever they're putting together with this, at least through the next couple films. Uh, moving into our next piece of news, this one, okay, I saw this, and it kind of cracked me up because it's kind of one of those really moments. But uh, Game of Thrones and solo actress Amelia Clark, you know, they're doing the press tour for Solo right now, and she mentioned to the press that she was relieved that Terminator Genesis failed. Because, you know, as an actor, you're so happy when the movies you're in <laughs> just bomb at the box office. Uh, she says she was glad that it did not do well, that it flopped so hard that there wasn't a follow-up because she did not have a good time on that movie. And I just... Any specifics of why she didn't have a good time? She just or? did not have a good time, and she is glad they did not bring her back and write her another multi-million dollar check to make another movie 
because you know, know. she's she's so glad. How could they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's making multi millions other places. Like you know, if you can have a better work environment, that's not the yeah. worst thing in the world. Would it made its money back, right? Yeah, no, it, yeah. I still <laughs> wouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How often does uh, you know? Because because you hear it all the time about how happy that actors are <laughs> that their movies tanked. So usually yeah, there's I a mean, nice distance before they start <laughs> yeah, talking. Yeah, exactly. Crap. Well, yeah, you could somebody's get, dead or out of the business yeah. <laughs> before you do that. Yeah, it's you the could worst. Get some of the people that you know that make these movies hear that and be like. Oh well, then I don't want you in my movie. Exactly. There's a yeah. Be all poopy about it. Yeah. There's an entire production company that put that together, <laughs> and yeah. she's not. You know, Halle Berry, Angelica Houston are joining John Wick. She can't quite write her own paycheck yet in Hollywood. I mean, yeah. yes, she's getting some roles, but she's not. The A list yet? Save it for your memoirs and <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's hold off on uh, being thankful that movies blew up because there are a lot of people that work on these things and nobody thinks they're making a bad film at the time, at least, or yeah. nobody tries to. Nobody sets out. Let's put it that way. Unless you're, unless that is your movie, nobody sets out to make a bad movie. So, oh let's, yeah, let's I hold mean, off after on they <laughs> got done d- wrapping up Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, they're probably like, you know what? We did it. We did some good <laughs> stuff. Here. Yeah. We got, we got <laughs> something here. We can franchise this. Yeah, uh, trailers. We had some trailers drop this week. Uh, first up is Papillon, Papillon, the remake of the 1973 Escape film that starred Steve McQueen and Dustin Hoffman. Classic film. Don't know that we need a remake of this one. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Starling, starring Charlie Hunnam, which, you know, Sons of Anarchy was good. Um, his films haven't wowed anyone no. <laughs> yet. Uh, and Remy Malik, who's going to be Freddie Mercury. I could have waited till we got the Freddie Mercury movie without having to see this, but... Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what you know. Somebody thinks it's going to make money back. So are there no original ideas anymore in Hollywood? Well, there never were. They're I mean, hard. Every yeah, everything's a remake of something. But I know. But man, at least <laughs> if you want to do this, do it in the style. But right. don't name it something else. I think that yeah. the name is what they're hoping will bring people out. But yeah. But that's not a bad movie. You can't take a what a, kind of a maybe it's not revered's not the right word, but you can't take a good classic movie. And then release something that looks mediocre, and think that people are going to show up just because of the name. Right. If it's if you're if you're using an old name like that, you got to try to make it as good or better. I think Let's get all them sixty and seventy yeah. year olds back out to the movie theaters <laughs> to see that remake of. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Big studios just want their money back and a little bit more, so that name recognition. Yeah. Like, hey, that was successful. Let's do it again. It's proven. Yep. Exactly. They don't care as long as it makes something. Then they're fi- they're financing something else. Oh with yeah, that absolutely. Money, so. Yeah, they're they're going to take that extra couple million they make and throw it into something else. And yeah. it's kind of like playing. You know, you just kind of like it's kind of like having a lottery ticket and you get your dollar back. And then maybe it's you get two dollars. So you take that and you buy a new ticket. That's kind of what Hollywood does. I think all the time they're just hoping for eventually they're going to get the big winner. Yeah, so. you just have to go with the smaller studios for movies that are a little more original, like yeah. 824 and Bleecker Street and yeah. uh, what's the, what everyone made, Get Out. That's a I don't know when Blumhouse. it's coming out. Yeah, they're really good about making those small movies, low budget, but very good original ideas. Yeah. Then you get your Jurassic World 15. <laughs> Jurassic. <laughs> Do we get Jurassic actors with Jurassic thoughts about Jurassic World? Um, two Jurassic World. Two worlds. They'll make that, well... Seems like everything's sold out, but Papillon, uh, <laughs> yep. yeah, we'll go see that. <laughs> Maybe they'll, yeah, that's how they'll get that money. Well, who do we blame? Yeah, for 
Jurassic World having 13 of them? <laughs> I know who we blame for that. Uh, next, speaking of movies we don't need, uh, we got the trailer for City of Lies, which stars Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker attempting to solve the 20-plus-year-old murder of rapper Notorious B.I.G. Because when I think solving the murder of Notorious B.I.G., I think Johnny Depp and Forrest Whitaker. Oh, yeah, those are the first things. Isn't that already <laughs> being handled on USA or something right now? I think now, so. Is American Crime Story or something? Yeah. So it's not solved yet. <laughs> well, because Johnny Depp hasn't yeah. taken the case. <laughs> Clearly, we need Johnny Depp solving the murder. Forrest Whitaker's only got one eye. I don't know how he's going to help <laughs> with anything. So. Johnny Depp has been on fires ever since Mordecai. He's just putting out <laughs> yeah, movie after good movie. He's been putting out fires. Um, <laughs> and finally, we have... Speaking of no original ideas, uh, <laughs> the trailer for Mowgli, which Mowgli. is the non-Disney-fied adaptation of uh, Kipling's Jungle Book. This one actually, of these trailers, is the only one that looks like it might be worthwhile, but it's not, like I said, it's not the Disney version. You won't necessarily take the family out for a good time to see this one. Uh, this is directed by Andy Serkis, who's done a ton of motion capture work and is a great motion capture actor and looked like he was having an absolute blast uh, making Black Panther. Uh, for voice talent, he's got himself, of course, uh, Christian Bale, Kate Blanchett, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Naomi Harris. So he's put together quite the uh, voice acting crew for his take on The Jungle Book. Um, again, this is the only trailer of the three this week that I saw that looked watchable in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, got some names to it. Yeah. So. yeah. just loved the John Favreau one a lot. I really enjoyed that's it an, so soon. Apparently this thing got filmed in 2014 and they sat on it trying to get some distance from Fabs's film but I don't know it, we'll see what happens but oh wow yeah I, you can only hold them for so long I guess yeah. before you're like you know at some point somebody's got to make their money back so it's usually not the best sign when they just keep it in their back pocket keep waiting and waiting yeah new in theaters this week there's a small uh, indie film from a Disney owned studio uh, called Lucasfilm I guess coming out this week Solo a Star Wars <laughs> Story uh, I guess they're going to make some money. They're expecting. Um, although I saw that they're projecting it's going to have the lowest opening weekend of the Star Wars it film. It will be the lowest ever. Yeah, that's what yeah, they're saying. I don't really. But that's it. Everybody else was scared off by the name, so there's only a handful of small films releasing this weekend. But for the most part, uh, your major studios have stayed away from Solo. I, we conjecture that's probably why... No matter what they tried to tell us, that's probably why Avengers Infinity War moved up. That's probably why Deadpool jumped up to get a week ahead of them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you yeah. generally can't, even though the last couple Star Wars movies were kind of, and I don't want to say I didn't like them. I liked them. They I were mean, okay. Yeah, they were very okay, okay. But, I mean, we're still going to get, we, we've you, got tickets. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to we see it opening tickets, weekend. So, so yeah. Uh, I know. Touch Star Wars. Yeah, I know. When Jennifer is here, she says she needs to be impressed. She needs somebody to show her why this was made. Because you know, Han Solo is Harrison Ford, and Harrison Ford is Han Solo. So, yep. what are your thoughts going into this thing? Uh, I did get to check it out. You have seen it? Yes, I did. Okay, so here's what. Oh, I've heard. I know the <laughs> rules. So I would never yeah, no, ever consider. No, ever. I know, and I'm not asking. And we're not asking to ask spoilers. I I've heard two camps. Yes, I have heard some people really liked it. For what it was, All right. not as a Star Wars movie, but as a kind of a almost in the film vein of a like an Ocean's Eleven kind of a, a heist, you know, underworld kind of movie. Some people that like it for that without yeah. it being a Star Wars movie, and the folks that are approaching it as a Star Wars movie are saying very much like the last few Star Wars movies. It's okay. It's not great. It's not 
you'll not hate it, but you're not going to love it. It's it's okay. If they had released this without Star Wars, it would have been an okay movie. And yeah. because it's a Star Wars movie, it'll get a little bit of a bump for that. But it, it, is that is that similar to your reaction, or do you come on from... Do you have a strong feeling one way or the other? I'd say uh, more the latter. More uh, of it being just an okay? It's... It's absolutely fine. The original vision with, uh, what was it, Chris Lord and yeah, Phil Lord Miller, Miller. Uh-huh. I was really, really excited for that. For more of a comedy. Yes, the more idea of, of doing something different. And Marvel did that for a while with like all the first few of those mm-hmm. movies. They're very similar in right. tone. And then they start branching out and doing interesting things. And I thought, you know, a solo story, that's a perfect movie for something that's a little off the beaten track. Right. Because you're not going to match your expectations with Harrison Ford. And they don't. Right. Uh, but... Uh, it's just not nearly as much fun as you want to have in a Star Wars movie. It is a Ron Howard movie right. in that you look at directors, and there's like Martin Scorsese and Quentin Tarantino, where if you started a movie and it was directed by them, you would know five minutes in it was made by them. Ron Howard is a good director, mm-hmm. but he has no specific, interesting, or unique vision, and that's kind of what you get with this movie. You have expectations, and uh, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. But... It's not fun. Are there, are there very many, because I don't want to ask you to spoil, and I don't want to give I you spoilers. I would never. Are there very many moments that you feel like, wow, this is a Star Wars movie? I mean, outside, obviously, you're going to see the Millennium Falcon. You're going to see the ships. You're going to see the costumes. You're going to hear the names. But do you, feel, do you get that feeling at any point, like, there was a, there was a Star Wars moment there? Uh... <laughs> I, I don't have the answer that I don't have the answer that you might want me to have. You know, with the Force Awakens when that came out, uh, when you watch it, there is a sense of awe and wonder that you feel. It's a fun movie. You're having an enjoyable time with these characters that you get to know and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you like the movie as much or if you like the Last Jedi, at least the characters are interesting and unique and fresh. Uh, this one. The characters, uh, they're not super fun to be around. (laughs) Uh, They don't have much to say. Right. Uh, They're doing an interesting thing, but as far as things that have happened in the Star Wars universe, it it doesn't register (laughs) nearly as high. But having said that, I would say uh, if you like Star Wars and you check your expectations at the door, you're going to... uh, you're going to get about 40 to 50 minutes of what you want from a Star Wars movie. It happens to be two hours and 14 minutes long. So I have though. a question because we talk about uh, favorite Star Wars movies and why they are for like us. It's the like, originals. Yeah, and specifically Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. You know, we have a strong bond to that. It's quite a consensus and on that one. Because <laughs> of our age. Now, how old are you? I'm a 26. 26. So what is your favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, I would probably say it's like I, I absolutely love The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, I was young enough when Phantom Menace came out. I was about eight or nine, something okay. like that. So it was entertaining because it is a kid's movie. It is a child's movie. Right. So it was fun. Uh, a lot of people bash The Last Jedi, and they don't really care for it. But as a movie, not specifically as a Star Wars movie, as a movie, I think it is the best of them. Of, as, the star, as a Star Wars movie, Empire Strikes Back is the best. 
hands down. But as a movie structurally subverting expectations thematically, I think The Last Jedi does a good job of showing you what happens when there's not success. Right. When you put all your eggs in one basket and you drop that basket. The it basket's is got a hole in the bottom. Yeah. yeah. And you have this expectation, like you've seen this before, they're doing the caper, everything's coming together perfectly, and then the rug just gets pulled out from underneath you. And you have these thoughts in your head like, oh, she's going she's gonna to turn Kylo into a good guy. And it has that moment where absolutely, and then a rapid turn to the right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Editing-wise, there's a lot of really cool sequences. Uh, that silent moment... Where when the they ship, go to the yeah. Oh my gosh! It was just silent in the theater. What a beautiful moment! Oh, yeah. uh, I, I absolutely loved that film, and I know a lot of people. It caught a lot of flack because in your head you have your Star Wars expectations, and you have what you want to happen with the universe. Mm-hmm. But that everything that I thought was going to happen didn't. I was impressed because you know it's so easy to just go with what people want. And they're paying their yeah, yeah, yeah. Bucks, 10 bucks, well, 12 bucks. Going off yeah. of what you're saying, that kind of made me think, you know, like with us, we've had the luxury of having Star Wars in our imagination, you know, forever now. So we've maybe even had a few Star Wars movies made we, up in yeah, our head. With yeah. the action figures and, in the sandbox. Right? And this is what I would do if I was making where maybe somebody like Odin's age, 17, hasn't had that many years of going well I could you know if I was going to make a movie this is what I want to see so I wonder if maybe that has something to do with why we 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 liked that movie with you know the last Jedi yeah. and that but we weren't like oh my god that was amazing you know for me like Rogue One I thought was probably the best Star Wars movie to you know the recent in oh, no. recent right. times but just be I, don't know, I like the way it was done and yeah. I like the different stuff but like now, for you being 17, what's your um, favorite Star Wars? My my favorite Star Wars movie would have to be Rogue One. I Honestly. But Why? Like, Is it because it was one of the first you saw? In the, uh, you, did you see The Force Awakens in the theater? Um, I did see Force Awakens in theater. Okay. And I, I did love that movie. But, I don't know, just something about Rogue One, I don't know, just caught me more. Well, he saw episode two. Like, we saw it here when it was... Right. Oh, yeah, we saw episode... Yeah, we came to a midnight showing of yeah. that. Right. So that was like his first Star Wars yeah. at the movie show. to your show. point, uh-huh. what we noticed is, you know, Kenny's mid-40s. I'm 40. And my brother, who nor- he doesn't join us on the- during the week, but on weekends, is like mid-30s. Yeah. And so his first experience was the prequels. And so he puts them in a little higher esteem. These guys tend to put the newer ones. It's like whatever yeah. your first experience with it was, that's the one that kind of grabs your attention. So, My parents were very responsible in that they showed me the important <laughs> films See, when they, I was like five sure or six. Batman. Yeah, sure saw, I saw yeah. Batman. I saw Indiana Jones. There you go. All the uh, required viewings <laughs> I got to when I was young enough where they really stuck. So, uh, yeah, I have a great great affinity towards the original the three stuff. and I was young enough to be like oh these prequels are good at the time I just yeah. I left them alone after I enjoyed them yep. and I am just so certain looking back in my mind I know that they were bad uh, third one was fine it's not a good yeah. it's not a great movie it's is fine. there anything we should be looking for in this one this weekend when folks are coming out to the theaters that 
is the because we know there's been talk of hey we're going to try to get Donald Glover we're going to try to get a Lando thing going because we like his performance with uh, Rogue One you know obviously the droid uh, K I'm going to get the call sign wrong but the the droid kind of the breakout character yeah. is there is there a moment a character something that kind of you're like man if you're going to do something else with this I'd like to see more of that or more of that character or more of that storyline maybe you'll take us there next time or? I would say. Uh you, I would absolutely not be surprised if we got a Lando movie. Mm-hmm. That it does make sense because the character is interesting. Uh, it did not remind me a ton of the original Lando. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Donald Glover, is kind of in a. He's he's far more humorous. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he is doing comedy, right. and I like that. Is he still uh, in the Lord and Miller movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is still in the Lord and Miller movie, and he is doing a great job of adding a little bit of uh, levity to the situation. Well, now, see, with Lando, once you've got your own cloud city, it's going to change you. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, yeah. He's you don't have to be You don't person. want the mansplain Lando, too. <laughs> Billy D. Williams is so suave. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Donald Glover does a great job. He stands out. We've got a no- another droid mm-hmm. that is enjoyable and has an interesting personality. Uh, I would say, though, that if they're smart, they'll go with the Lando movie because that Donald Glover, he is, uh, he is on fire right now. Yes, he is. Everything he does to turns to gold. Yes, Every little does. thing he does is magic. <laughs> so transitioning out of Solo, I know people are going to be lining up to see it this weekend. Uh, our social media poll this week, uh, we, we're coming out of Armed Forces Day, which was last Saturday. We're heading into Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day is this Monday. So our poll right now out there is what is your favorite wartime movie? And we left it open. We said it could be historically. It could be World War II, World War I. It could be you know fantasy, sci-fi, Star Wars would apply. Um, for you, we've kind of given our our thoughts. What is your oh, favorite uh, war movie? And there's a lot. And I'm yeah. You know, good luck trying to sift through them all. But um, I would say, if I had to pick one, just when you say war movie, that's right. that's pretty loosely termed. Right, exactly. I'd say yeah, yeah. I'd go with Stripes. Ooh, the Bill Murray yes. Harold Ramis movie with John Candy. I wow. absolutely love that <laughs> yeah, movie. The first one that took us to that. <laughs> yeah, place. we're going. Yeah. We're going Stripes on this one. Uh, that and Braveheart. That's right. a war movie. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. those are a couple of really fantastic. I went ones. with three hundred. Three hundred, yeah. awesome. awesome. Kind of give everybody movie. an update. Then there is about one day left in the official social media poll polling. Uh, right now, sitting with half the votes, and there's not a ton of votes, so these can all change. Uh, with about half the votes right now is Enemy at the Gates, which was Dusty's pick. Uh, coming in currently in second place is 300, with about a third of the vote. Uh, my pick, Casablanca, is a little lower, at about 17%. <laughs> uh, and Odin <laughs> still hasn't gone in and voted I yet. Voted for uh, Get on your sitting thing. With, sitting with no vote. Yeah, pull your phone out and vote for at yourself. Because right, your right now, uh, Odin is sitting without a vote with uh, Jacob's Ladder as his choice. So he went a little different direction as well. What do you guys have coming up? I know uh, you've got some uh, things going on. You still you still run the Deadpool menu. Oh yes, currently. we are. That's Absolutely. all month long, right? Yes. So if you haven't gotten your uh, chimichangas yet, make sure you get out here and do so. What else do you guys have coming up at the Alamo in the next? Ugh. Let's say the next week or two. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. Um, this coming, I believe it's Sun uh, Sunday or Monday. We have uh, 
uh, Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, Excuse me, the 29th. Yeah, it's, it's Tuesday. Yeah, 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 Tuesday. That's the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jenner's is going to kill <laughs> You're me. You're working Tuesday, yeah. right? You are now. That's why I'm the assistant. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, we're doing Viva Las Vegas, and that's going to be, uh, we're partnering with uh, Springfield Little Theater. Yes. So we're going to have a little song and dance beforehand, so be sure to show up early. That'll be a fun one. Then uh, we're starting our kids' camp. Yes. Which will be uh, showing three days in a row, mm-hmm. beginning of June, I think the 4th, 5th, 6th. I think I have those dates right. <laughs> At 10 a.m., uh-huh. uh, we'll be showing uh, Neverending Story. Yes. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, and we nice. recently found out that we will be having and hosting uh, Greg Sestero again. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he's coming to premiere his movie that he did with uh, Tommy Wiseau, uh, <laughs> Best Friends or Best Fiends, however you would like to pronounce it. We just talked about how nobody sets out to make a bad movie. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. I yeah. saw the trailer, and I was like, this looks... It, the trailer made me think there is a world where there's a movie that Tommy Wiseau does that he gives a good performance. Right. Like, there is a way to cast him in something where he fits. Did you see his homemade sizzle reel oh. he did as the Joker? <laughs> I wish it was two minutes shorter. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit tedious. Began to feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which may be what he was going for. But that <laughs> was another thing where I was like, there's a way to put him in a role where he is... You just need a really weird, uncomfortable character that you don't want to be around for long. Yeah. He'll nail it. That he doesn't know he's making yeah, you uncomfortable. Exactly. And, yeah. I thought, uh, I think best, I'm really excited for best fiends or friends or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. They have, it's a two-parter. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll get the uh, second part later. And Greg was very excited to plan coming back here. He had a good That's time. Awesome. He's a Brad Pitt fan. Is he? Yeah. Jennifer took him to Kickapoo High School. Oh, okay. And, uh, he got to walk the halls. Pulled out his camera, was taking photos and stuff. That's he was funny. very excited. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so when is, when, they, when is that again? I believe that is, is the, the 11th. Okay. Yeah, the 11th. And uh, we have a couple other things going on that day. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you can come by, get your tickets, watch your best friends, ask Greg some questions. He'll sign some autographs. It'll be it'll be a blast. That's cool. And that's coming up uh, in June? It'll be uh, June 11th. We have kid ca- Kids Camp uh, 4th, 5th, and 6th. And then the 29th will be our Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, 29th of May. Yes. Yes, that, which is next Tuesday. So... All kinds of reasons to come out, even if you're not going to see Solo. Maybe you're going to catch up on Deadpool, too, because you didn't see it last weekend. Uh, Maybe you're going to bring Mom out and hit uh, Book Club or Breaking In or any of those. Uh, But for whatever reason, find a reason to get out here this weekend. It's going to be hot (laughs) and seasonably warm for May (laughs) in this part of the country. So come and get something to eat, get something to drink. It's air-conditioned, climate-controlled. They're going to have something running before the show that's going to grab your attention. <laughs> we don't know what it's going to be. but uh, And then come and uh, enjoy a movie here at the Alamo Draft House this weekend. Uh, thanks for joining us, for filling in. I appreciate you anytime, having me. Uh, anytime. Anytime she has not got you slaving away somewhere in a corner, you come out here and... She keeps me in a room with no lights. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to come out that often. That seems legit. She seems like that. <laughs> She seems like a slave yeah. driver. <laughs> That, uh, yeah, our thoughts are uh, with Jennifer this weekend for sure. And uh, like I said, get out here and see a movie. Uh, you can tell us what you think of any of these films or any of the headlines we've covered or anything that pops up uh, as, you're, as you're surfing the web over the weekend. Uh, send us what you think are the top headlines every week. You can uh, email them to us, which is fun, but 
I'm the only one that sees those until the show comes out. So uh, uh, you can email them to us at popgoestheemail at gmail.com. What's more fun is when you hit us on social media. So uh, share them. Uh, tag us. Uh, Facebook, Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast. Or on Twitter at PGTC Podcast. Uh, share us what you think are the top stories. And it doesn't have to necessarily be entertainment related. Uh, for those of you that uh, maybe you've jumped in with these Thursday box office reports, but then you've uh, maybe explored a little bit, you know that our Saturday shows will take any news. <laughs> we'll talk about it all. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. With, even if it's not necessarily newsworthy. But uh, if you find something that you think is entertaining or interesting or that we should talk about, uh, send those to us. And uh, if we use your suggestion, we will definitely give you a shout-out during that show and tag you as well, tag you back when that show is released so you can uh, tell all your friends and family or <laughs> or your roommates or cellmates or bunkmates or whatever. Yeah, because you're famous apparently when you're on this show, according to Kenny. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> Links to all that and more on our website at www.pgtcpodcast.com. That's going to be it, guys, for this week. We made it through another one. Uh, we will be doing another show on Saturday where we'll be sharing our thoughts on Solo and and we'll do what we always do for those of you that are worried. We will give you our general impressions, and then we will very clearly tell you at this point we're going into spoiler territory, so stop the show, get out, bail out now. But come back. Come, come back, come back you after think. you've watched it yeah, after, after the Red Box rental. Come back and listen to the rest of the show and <laughs> see if uh, it's what you thought. But, uh, but we'll do that on Saturday. We'll be doing our uh, Tuesday show. We'll be doing some live streaming over the weekend with uh, State of Decay 2 out now, so look for Dusty and I to be doing that. You can find links to that on our website. Uh, we'll be talking uh, home entertainment on Tuesday, as always. Games, home video. Uh, Wednesday, we'll be back out at Vintage Stock talking comics and all things comic book related. I know Kenny still needs to watch the season finale of Krypton, so I can't talk about it yet. Maybe you'll yeah. see it by Saturday, so I'll we'll watch throw it that tonight. in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we'll be back out here next Thursday, so come, uh, come see us. Come join us at any of those places, or you can find us on your podcast player of choice. Be sure to subscribe so you know when those new episodes are available. Thanks again, David. Absolutely. Appreciate Thank it. you very much. For uh, Pop Goes Culture Podcast, I've been Joey Mills with GeekDad.com. Kenny Wright with Upscale Edge. Odin with Upscale Edge. And we will catch you all later on in the week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.